Hey guys, this is Union, and with me is... Alex the Devil Echidna. And we're finally getting this to work. After a little string of technical difficulties, we've finally got a system that works completely for our, our show. I have headphones, in-the-ear headphones, that kind of hurt to wear because I have like this little bump in my ear that's like really getting on my nerves. But it hurts. But I'm doing it because I love you guys. Um... I've got the headphones, and I've got a second computer to play the music, which is kind of cool because, you know, you guys can hear us, and you don't have to hear Alex echoing like in the first time, which, you know, not really our fault, but you know. So, um, this time we've actually got a planned set of topics for you guys. Um, you can thank Martin for all of the suggestions he, you know, really helped us out with that. I'm going to have to pull up the list of topics right now because we're too lazy to come up with our own. <laughs> but, you know, Alex, you look upset. You look upset. Because I told you to pull them up before. I'm sorry. I, like, it closed out on me or something whenever I was trying to, uh, fix everything. God, I am really not good with that in one hand. But, um... Martin typed this list up for us. It's like five or so topics. And I can tell that whenever he typed it up, he was taking into consideration what me and Alex knew. You know, like, you know, what, what was familiar to me and her, or me or her. And so, yeah. Today's show is going to be having the following topics being discussed. We're going to talk about Sonic games made by companies other than Sonic Team. For example, Sonic R, Sonic 3D, Sonic Chronicles, The Dark Brotherhood. We're going to be um, voicing our opinions about Sonic uh, non-Sonic games that are made by Sonic Team. For example, Fantasy Star, Choo Choo Rocket, Billy Hatcher, Knights, Ristar, Burning Rangers, stuff like that. We're going to be talking about Sonic merchandise... T-shirts, statues, bobbleheads, where you can get them and how you can get them, how much do they cost and stuff. We're going to be talking about Final Fantasy experiences, our fond or not so fond memories of playing Final Fantasy games, gameplay stories and whatnot, explain which Final Fantasy games are the best and most worth getting into. We know not everyone on the forum is totally familiar with Final Fantasy, so we're going to try to explain things that, you know... You're going to try to explain things. Well, I mean, you know enough. No, I don't. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about our favorite video game soundtracks. You know, what, what tracks and compositions we've heard in video games that we love. Stuff like that. So while we're on that topic, I might as well start playing this. Would you like to start with the soundtracks first? We'll save that for the end. Alright. Well, the first topic we have lined up for you guys is talking about Sonic games made by companies other than Sonic Team. Our first example will be Sonic R. Alex will have the most direct... We should do 3D Blast since that came first. Alright, then let's start with 3D Blast. I did play 3D Blast, and I think me and Alex both had the same situation. We got to the last boss and never beat it after that because the last boss is ridiculous. Am I correct on that? Yeah, I so. 3D Blast is cool, but 
I mean, the music is great, the gameplay is good, but at the same time, I think Sonic just doesn't transfer well to an isometric view like that. This is I my. I find answer. that the game controls, as well as the the isometric view, make it very difficult to play. Unless you're until you get used to it, at least took me a while. Yeah, I was kind of going in there like playing the game, expecting it some true 3D or something, but I figured this is the Saturn. I guess they don't have true 3D yet. The the gameplay, uh, well, the controls are a bit clunky, but I just as as Union said, I don't think it translates well. Um, you basically you know play Sonic. You're on the well, obviously, but you know. You're on this island. Um, Robotnik has captured these little birds called Flickies. And you must find and destroy five different robots. Is it always five different robots per level? I think it's six. Uh, you have to go and find um, five or six robots throughout the level that contain these Flickies. You blow them up and grab these Flickies. They'll start following you around. You have to guide the Flickies back to, like, a little access point or whatever it was called. A floating ring. A floating ring. That you jump onto, and it sends the birds through safety. And the more you have going through that ring at once, the higher your score is. However, if you get hit while you have Flickies following you, they're, they They'll scatter. They scatter. And the, you have the to different Flickies have different patterns that they follow. The mm -hmm. blue... The blue flickies will try to, um, they won't have anywhere they're going in particular. The red ones bounce. The green ones don't know where they're going, so they're, they tend to circle a lot. And the pink one tries to follow you. Mm. I, was gonna, I love the pink ones for that very reason, because I'll get hit. I'll try to get the maximum amount of points, you know, but the points all ver uh, vary about how fast you do it and, um, you know. How efficiently. How efficiently, yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm not saying it's a bad game. It, it's really not. It's just not the best Sonic game out there. There's, you know, if you want to... Certainly not the worst, dude. Certainly not the worst. I mean, we have 06 to think about. Ooh, I love it this. It still has some entertainment value, but, you know. Um, if any of you guys have ever beaten the final boss of Sonic 3D Blast, I would... I salute you. Because that was just absolutely infuriating. I would, like, save up, like, six lives, like, the entire game, kicking, like, the crap out of everything that came in my way, lose every single one on that final boss, and have to start over from the beginning. It's just not very fun. It doesn't make sense. It's kind of sucks. But, I mean, then again, maybe I'd have suck at this game, and the final boss really isn't that hard, or, you know, maybe it just really is that hard. I don't know. But, um... I don't know. It's pretty difficult. But oh, all in all, it's it's still worth playing if you want to play some more Sonic that you haven't played. It's available on Mega Collection, and if I'm not mistaken, it's available on Gem Collections as well, isn't it? No, only Mega Collection. All right, it's well, on if, Mega Collection and Mega Collection Plus. Right. If you guys want to give it a shot, you can like you know always you know grab Mega Collection. You can hit up a Saturn emulator or something like that. Whatever floats your fancy. Whatever floats uh, It was also... There are two versions. One was released for Saturn, and the other one, I don't remember what console it was. I don't know. But I know that. There, there are two versions. Um, I have a computer version that's very different from the console version. Um, it's not much better, but 
I would recommend the console version. I didn't know there were two different versions, honestly. I had no idea. Like, seriously, no clue. It has, it has different um, layout graphically. Right, but it's still basically the same concept. It's the same concept. Right. Um. Anyway, what what next? How about we talk about Sonic R? <laughs> Sonic R. Alex has more, um, more experience, experience. with. Because she had it as a kid, while I have myself have actually only played like one or two races at a friend's house. I think it's I beat the game too. Yeah, she destroyed it. She had the unfortunate, um, or unfortunate, whatever, whatever you want to, unluckiness, to have the PC version, which unfortunately has a glitch to where music does not play. Is this correct? It's not a glitch. That's not included in that version. Why would Which they... I assume is the Saturn version. I was going to say, why would they even release it without... Basically, I got Sonic R and Sonic 3 Blast as a two-pack, mm-hmm. considering they were pretty much the last two Sonic games of the early 90s era. So, basically, Sonic R... You're racing, but you're not using a vehicle as Sonic Drift and Sonic Drift 2 had. Doesn't Amy use a vehicle, though? Yes, the only two characters that use vehicles are Amy, who drives a car, and, um... I think Robotnik uses a... Like a little... Like the thing he rides in Sonic 1. Yeah, Egomatic. Egomatic, thank you. Man, you know, this reminds me of another radio show that I used to listen to, Radio Redux where this song had started coming on, and then all four people who were doing the radio show started singing along with it. And I'm kind of tempted, but you guys don't want to hear that, so I'll spare you. Um, I'm sorry. Basically, Sonic R, that tends to be one of the games that fans tend to either overlook or tend to dislike. It's like Personally, I don't think it's bad. It, it wasn't Sonic Drift. It, to me, I prefer racing on foot compared to vehicles. It made more sense. It was way better than Drift. I mean, shit, I hated Drift. But people overlook this game a lot, and, you know, I don't don't understand why. And a lot of people tend to bash the music in this game. Well, it's not Sonic, personally. I don't think it suits Sonic's nature. Can you stop? I'm sorry. I can't help it. I don't think it suits Sonic's nature, but... It's not bad music. I mean, no, it's not. If I mean, it doesn't to suit this. you, it doesn't suit you. But that doesn't give you a reason to hate the game. Aim for it. You gotta listen to this. It's like it's, it's, this is my jam, man. I love this stuff. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to Basically, this all the time. You have a whole roster of characters to choose from, Tales but home. you have to first unlock them. Um, the default starter characters are Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and Amy. Eventually, you can unlock Eggman, Metal Sonic, Tails Doll, Metal Knuckles, Egg Robo, and eventually Super Sonic. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of well, Tails... While you may think that Super Sonic would be, like, the top racer to have, and that, oh, you could beat anyone with him, I tend to play Metal Knuckles, and I can successfully beat Super Sonic. He's not But Super glamorous. Sonic is still overpowered as all hell, though, huh? He can jump so. higher. That's about it. Really? Huh. And his his speed is faster than Sonic's, but 
I'm still capable of beating him. Right. What is Metal Knuckles? His little strength, whatever it is. Metal Knuckles, because well, similar to Knuckles gliding, um, Knuckles can't stay in the air very long when he's gliding. So um, it's better. Metal Knuckles can glide, but his gains air. It has he gains more height and stays in the air longer. So it's basically like better to use when jumping off of a high platform onto a lower platform? Yes. Thought so. It's very useful. Let's talk about Tails doll, shall we? I've played Tails doll. What's uh what's his strength or does he have one? Is he one of like the purposely joke characters? He hovers, which means when crossing over water he won't fall in or sink. You don't die from falling in. But, um, it's like it Mario Kart where it warps you. slows you down. Oh, okay. But it generally slows you down. Um, he can hover across it. Um, Taking shortcuts, I guess? Yeah. When he jumps... Um, no, it's not a shortcut, really. But, but um, I mean, if you were to float over water while everyone has to take a turn, I guess that would count as a shortcut. I guess. Um, instead of like jumping like the other characters... He can jump, but he gains height, and then he'll he'll slowly float back down. That makes sense. He's a pretty unique character. I mean, he also has yeah, like there have, been, there have been you know rumors of that curse. I know it, the curse by heart, actually. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you basically gotta like 100% complete the game. Once you do this, you select the tag mode of racing. Um, set it to Sunshine Resort. Is that the name of the stage? Mm-hmm. No, it's um, it's something resort. Cause all fun fact, all the levels in that game start with R. Hmm. Maybe it's a radiant resort or something like that. But anyway, you play as Tails doll and make sure that Supersonic is one of the characters in the race. On the very he's, last, he's, he's in the race by default. Oh, he is. Okay. The last four characters, basically the first four characters and the the first five characters, and the last five are in the are together by default by default. Okay. So basically, you can't have tails doll and tails in the same race. That makes sense, I guess. But anyway. But thing. Um, you um. use tails doll, and on the final lap of the race. You go forward and tag Supersonic at the very end of the race. This apparently causes some kind of, you know, the urban legend is that Tails Doll will, you know, there's a, there's a couple variations. He'll come out and kill you. He'll jump out of the TV or something like that. He'll steal your soul, destroy us all, destroy us all, destroy us all. Um, that was a Billy Mandy reference. If you guys didn't get that, um, and you know, it's all kinds of stuff that they say he does. But that, that's basically the urban legend in its fullest. I mean, if you guys go on, like, Google Images, you can see some pretty scary stuff. It's scarier than whenever I explain it. But there's, like, a whole bunch of theories and stuff like that, what he signifies. He's just generally a creepy character. You know, it's a little patchwork doll with, like, a little red thing coming out of his head, uh, a little shard of the chaos armor or something like that. People speculate that it's, like, um, an explosive. I guess so. That would kind of be cool, though, and... I could kind of picture him being like a kamikaze. It's it's actually pretty hard to tag Supersonic in in tag mode. 
generally because he's faster, but he also is better at turns and can get away. I guess that's why you have to, like, take the ocean, I mean, sorry, the water shortcut. No, like, that's the thing. Um, I think he can glide over water, too. Oh, wow. Does, do the NPCs in the game glide over water, um, too, or is it only the player character with, like, you know, human knowledge no. that can do that? No, NPCs, NPCs will fall into. Okay. It tends to be very difficult for them since they follow a set path. Mm-hmm. I, I've never had them had their um I never made it my mission to try and obscure their path. Um Is it does it use rubber band physics like Sonic Riders does? Um no. Mm. Alright. Well um that basically, That's pretty much the game. There are four different modes of play. There's the main storyline. If you can say the game has a story, <laughs> I think it let's does, run in this direction. And this no, I think it has faster. a story. Really? But, um, basically the main story mode. There's also a practice mode where you can. It's time attack technically, but that can help you practice and show you how to get through to secret routes or, or stuff. And also there is mode in which you basically play tag with a set of four other characters and then also there is the balloon mode which you find the balloons in a set amount of time huh. that makes sense it's, it's not a bad game people tend to think so but it's really not it's probably it's probably up there on some of my favorites hmm it's definitely not as bad as, uh, what was it? Free Riders. <laughs> it's not as bad as Drift. Let's not talk about Free Riders or Drift. Oh god, Drift 2. Uh, Drift 2 was better than Drift. Really? Uh, I think so. I beat it as Knuckles. Mm. Oh, well, then I was getting mixed up. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, Sonic Drift is shit. What else is there to talk about? Ah, we also have Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood. Once again, oh boy. Once again, oh man. Uh, once again, a game. That, I am disappointed. A, a game that Alex has more experience with than I do. She has written a review about it. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it was wholly scathing. And from her point of view, I don't blame her. I'll let her talk about it. How about you start it, dear? Basically, Sonic Chronicles: The Dark Brotherhood. It's considered an, the, an RPG game, also Sonic's first RPG. Um, and all I can say is, Sonic does not turn it well into an RPG. I tend to not think so because, you know, Sonic is all about speed. This game, he technically, he tends to lack since it's more of a combat-based game. Yeah, well. Basically, the story set is set a couple of years in. I think after, I don't remember the last After Sonic Heroes. Sonic Heroes was canon, right? Kanan. Yes. Okay. What was the last Kanan game before really? Chronicles? Can we talk about this later? Sorry. Go ahead. Basically. So it takes years in the future. Um, the game is not considered Kanan. So basically they, on their last mission... 
Eggman is speculated to be dead. And there have been <laughs> mysterious, um, not short runs, but like, basically, Tails finds Sonic, who's been on vacation since Eggman's whole disappearance, and he comes to tell him that Knuckles has been kidnapped, which is kind of a stupid subplot. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, Sonic gets Amy, and they go to um, Central City, which is supposedly Station Square in the future. Right. Um, basically, it's they consider they consider that Knuckles has probably been kidnapped by this mysterious group called the Marauder, the Marauders. Dark Brotherhood from the comics, basically. Dark Legion. Sorry. They're, they're not the. They're not exactly the Dark Legion, but they're a reference to the Dark Legion. Right. In which Shade, uh, the mysterious Echidna character, is a reference to Julie Sue. Um, Hooray for ship wars. But yeah, the game uses turn-based combat and exploration. I have to say, when it comes to the turn-based combat, it sucks really bad. Um, um you can choose you can choose options similar to Pokemon, in which you know you can use certain things to boost your well, you can't boost your health, but you can boost an attack and etc. But I think what makes it suck really badly are that there are power points which your special attacks use up basically your mana I don't feel like it was set up very fairly mm. so it's like basically your mana top of the boss is overpowered but I unfortunately got to a point in the game where you can't exactly backtrack and try and level up you're pretty much stuck in a boss and, you know, you're too weak to defeat him, so what are you going to do? There's points in that in a lot of games. There's actually a point like that in, um, in Final Fantasy 7. In a lot of RPGs now, they let you know if you're saving in, um, in a location. For example, White Knight Chronicles does this. If you save in a location where there's a potential that you can't get out, you know, then they'll let you know, hey, um, you might want to rethink this before saving, or make maybe make a new, um, maybe make a new save file or something like that. But anyway, keep on going. I'm sorry, I didn't well, mean this to... didn't take the liberty. Yeah, that, of that. Um, this one didn't do that. Besides that, the story makes doesn't really make sense. There are a lot of pointless subplots, a lot of pointless characters. It's just, to me, it's not a very interesting game, and I was really disappointed because Bioware is probably one of the best gaming companies out there. It was one of so the this best game was, companies out there. Sorry, go ahead. This game was pretty much a huge disappointment for me. Um, I would hate to see a sequel anytime in the future. Unless they improved on it. I mean, what? Unless they improved on it. I mean, I'm sure they could improve on it. I mean, Bioware is slowly redeeming themselves in my eyes, but all I know is that them being bought out by EA was probably one of the worst things that could have happened to them as a company, and as an extension of that, Sonic, Mass Effect, Dragon Age, pretty much everything else that they've made before. I'm not too... Like I said, I did not enjoy the game. But basically, you know... I really can't see myself having 
playing a sequel to this game. Yeah, I, I don't think Sunt translates well into RPG. Wasn't there like turn-based combat at all? Wasn't there like a um, like an elite beat agents kind of aspect to it where you would have to tap the part of the screen that flashed and you would have to you know to power to make your attacks more powerful? Kind of reminded me of the trigger mechanism for Final uh-huh. Fantasy VIII. Well, technically, you know, some attacks it's possible to have your attack fail. Basically, you have to drag the stylus. It's kind of like connecting the dots, but you have to do it in a certain way. And if you don't do it correctly, the attack will fail. Huh. I guess that kind of is an attempt to speed it up. I don't prefer if it, like, it feels like the trigger mechanism in Final Fantasy VIII, where you have to tap a button at the right time, and an explosion will go off along with your attack. It would make the attack more powerful, but if you didn't do it, it wouldn't it wouldn't kill you, you know, it wouldn't make the attack miss outright, you know, it should it should be, like, to the point where it powers it up, but doesn't, you know, make it useless if you don't hit it. That's what I think, anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, the game's playable, but it's just, it's not very interesting to me, it's definitely not, it's not good, not one of the worst, but it's not very good either. Mm. Anyway. That's not one I would recommend to you guys. Anyway, spare yourselves. Yeah, I mean, if unless you're like one of those hardcore Sonic gamers that has to have every single game that's ever been made of him, I mean, I, I, I'm assuming you should probably stay away from it. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. our next topic: opinions about non-Sonic games made by Sonic teams include Fantasy Star, which is one of my specialties. Good boy. Mm, shush. <laughs> I personally, I don't play a lot of Sega games. For not for really any reason, it's just none of them really jump out at me. They, the only other Sega games I've really played are Ristar, Vector Man, and Crazy Taxi. That's about it. Let's talk about Fantasy Star real quick. Um, I'll let Union have the mic. Oh, gosh. Um, I've been playing Fantasy Star ever since I got a collection of Sega games on my PSP as a birthday present. Um, this had Fantasy Star 2, 3, and 4 on it, which, um, they were your old-fashioned RPGs set in, like, some space age. It, it's like some wacky space age slash medieval kind of thing where, you know, you've got people in shining white armor and castles, but they have phaser swords and, you know, laser guns and androids and stuff like that. Um, extremely unique kind of art style. It, it reminds me of like the art styles of um of classic RP, of classic animes like Fist of the North Star and stuff like that. Um, where in the second one, which was actually one of my favorites, in the second game, you take the I'm sorry, the third one is what I'm thinking of. The second one is amazing though. It's your cut of the line RPG. Except that it deviates from the you pick an attack and your character does it. Instead, every round you pick what your entire party is going to do. This makes your entire party do their actions in one quick uh, sequence, while your opponent does the same thing. So you can't, you know, have nay attack and then you have you know select the next person's action. You select all of them at once and it's all executed at once. I find this cool because you have to plan ahead and be very cautious and conservative with everything. It it ends up making for like very 
very, very good tactical thinking on your part. Um, you'll notice I won't talk about the first one, by the way. The first Fantasy Star was like one of those old-fashioned dungeon crawlers where... And I'm talking about the old, 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 old-fashioned ones from Japan where you can only see one screen, you press up and you walk further into the dungeon. It's basically seen from a first-person point of view. It was one of the very first first-person games ever, if you think about it. The third game, you take the play, you take um, control of. I think the guy's name is Riss, R H Y S, Prince Riss, and you basically are the prince of a kingdom that's inhabited by a race of humans. I can't remember what they're called, and there's a whole different race out there that's basically at war with you. And the cool thing about this game is that at the end of your story, Riss's story, you get to marry a one of two wives, and depending on which one you marry, that'll affect the protagonist in the next chapter. The protagonist in the next chapter is Riss's son, obviously. He'll look different, and... Well, he'll look different, he'll have different abilities depending on what wife you chose. This character can end up getting his own wife, leading to a possibility of four final protagonists that change depending on what wife you choose. Um, they all have, like, their own special abilities and stuff like that, their own unique story. Well, not really unique stories, but in some, you know, his mother might have died in childbirth, and some his mother's alive and well. Um, you end up having the same party, you know, and the same endings and stuff like that, but overall, it's cool to, like, play through it to see what else you can get. It's pretty neat. I could, I could personally only play through it once, but it was still good. Fantasy Star 4 was great. I'm not going to talk too much about that one because I don't want to spend too much time on just Fantasy Star, but it's an amazing series. Um, it's a great little game. It's If you want one of the best straight RPGs for the Genesis, Fantasy Star 4 might be the very best. It takes everything that number 2 did right and everything number 3 did right and put them into one game without the, you know, without the sons of your protagonist and the grandsons. The only other Fantasy Star games I've played are portable offshoots of the Fantasy Star Universe series, which, if you didn't know, after 4 came out, the Fantasy Star series kind of died out until they made uh, Fantasy Star Online for the GameCube and the PC, which basically revamped the series, kind of gave it a new story, and it takes place a couple hundred years after. Online was great, and then they made Universe, which was another MMO. Um, they made a spinoff called Fantasy Star Portable for the PSP, Fantasy Star Portable is quite possibly one of the best games I've ever played in my entire life. I'm not even kidding you guys here. It's really, really good, especially if you have friends to play it with ad hoc, uh, on ad hoc, where you create your own character, he joins the Guardians, which is like the peacekeeping force, and you end up getting wrapped up in a huge plot that involves the fate of the galaxy, etc., etc. It has amazing customization for a action RPG. It's not a turn-by-turn -turn RPG. It's a it's kind of like a hack and slash with, you know, more stats involved. The customization is amazing where you have, like, unprecedented amounts of customization compared to other PSP games. You know, you can even customize your character's eyebrow shape and stuff like... I'm, I'm sorry, eyelids. No, not eyelids. Eyelashes. That's what I was thinking. Like, it's crazy. It goes off the wall. But anyway... Um... Anyway, there's, um... There's also Fantasy Star Portable 2, which I will talk about in just a little bit. I need to go and talk, uh, take care of something. Tyler, there's... 
Sorry about this, you guys. <laughs> we can't really control what goes on in our surroundings, so hopefully he'll be back soon. So, uh, what am I supposed to do here? Hooray! Hey guys, sorry about that. My, um, family didn't, uh, listen to me whenever I told them that I needed to record something. Alex, were you talking to them at all? Uh, a little. Okay, I'm sorry about that. I really am. Um, I'm gonna have to jet out of here in ten or so minutes. So, we're gonna have to cut this one up short. I guess I can talk about uh, Fantasy Star Portable 2 if you want. Would, would you mind if I did that, or do you think we should save that till later, like to um, another show? Um, sure. Alright, if you're sure. Fantasy Star Portable 2 took everything that the first one did and made it even better. That's my favorite PSP game. Like, without any precedence, any comparison to anything. It's the single best PSP game I think that's out there. Um... Once again, unprecedented customization. You can get up to level 200, which takes an immense amount of time. There's an immense amount of gameplay in it. There's an online mode, which lets you play it with people from around the globe, anyone else who has the game. Um, great customization. You can uh, customize your own room. You can customize your character, your clothing, stuff like that. It's pretty great. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about it, because there's a whole bunch of other games we can cover. Um, what should we cover next? I'm guessing, like, Ristar or... Ristar or we'll, Knights? We'll cover Ristar in another show. Um, any other non-Sonic game you want to cover yourself? I'll give you some more mic time if you want. I'll do Vector Man later. Vector Man? Alright. Um, what was I going to say? I'm really sorry about this, guys. This is kind of... I, I wasn't really expecting this. Um, I'm also saying this to Alex because she's angry at me. Um, well, I can't help it. I'm sorry. It's not my fault. My family told me, hey, we need to go eat fish at, you know, blah, blah, blah. Guys, I'm Cajun. We eat a lot of fish. Fish is amazing. What? Don't give me that look. D Us Californians don't understand. Oh, you and your fancy California. We don't do stuff like that. Fancy California living in such. Mm-hmm. We sit by the poolside sipping orange juice. Yes, that. You know what? I'm going to play this just for you. I see a smile. I see a smile. Come on, I told I see a smile. I see I see I see a grin. Hmm. You're happy again. Anyways, guys. Um I guess we can just jam you guys out for um Jamie's Oh, this dude put uh, brings up a good point in the YouTube comments. Tikal should have been power type for Team Rose. I like that. That's what my original concept would have been. That's awesome. Anyway guys, um I'm really sorry that we kind of spoiled the topics for you guys for the next show, but, um... Sorry for your inconvenience. I'm so sorry. I really don't mean to, trust me. It's not my fault. Um, hush, you, hush. Anyway, so... He's gotta get to his fishing. Oh, hush. I'm not fishing, I'm eating fish. I can't... I don't have the patience to fish. Same difference. No, it's not the same difference. It's, it's completely two totally different things that lead up to one result. Same difference. Oh, Anyways. Goodness gracious, you're, you're impossible, but I love you. Um, we love you guys. We do Even love if you're your father here. Oh, hush. Leave me alone. I work for a living. Don't you know this? Leaving you for fish. 
So anyway, guys. Um, Mommy will take care of you guys. By the way, um, would you like to keep on talking and just hang up whenever you're ready to finish the show? What? Um, if you want, you can take the rest of the show by yourself. I can leave and, um, you know, just leave my leave the call open. And if you want, you can, um, you can basically just talk for a little while using your own topics and stuff like that until um, you're ready to hang up and hang up with in the show. Uh, nah. All right. Well, this, it was worth a try. Um, so it was great talking to you. It was great talking to all of you guys. Um, we hope you enjoyed listening to this unfortunately short little show. We promise we'll... And we hope you enjoy your fish. <sighs> we promise we'll have more next time. By the way, guys, um, a bit of unfortunate news on my part. Um, pretty soon, marching band season is going to um, start. I re- so he's leaving us all. No, I'm not going to be leaving you, but I got a promotion to field captain. If you guys know about the chain of command, it's... A promotion. Um... If you guys know about the chain of command in a marching band, a chain of command in a marching band, um, basically, um, the top is the band director himself, um, below that is the drum major, then the assistant drum major, and then the field captain, which is me. I have made field captain. Um, this means that I'm basically, I basically have reign over the entire band that isn't you know, basically the entire band that isn't, um, you know, up there wagging their arms to conduct us. This means that I'm going to have a lot more responsibilities from now on. I'm going to have to go to a bunch of extra events and stuff like that. In turn, I might not be able to um, do as many shows as before, but at the same time, I'm probably saying this for nothing because most of our practices takes place from 9 a.m. to 12 a.m. Um, Central Time. So, by the time I'm done at 12... You mean 9 a.m. to 12 p.m.? 12 p.m., you know what I meant. Oh, God, that sucks. That would suck. <laughs> wow. Hush. Let's see. Promotion. But anyway... So, yeah, I'm going to have to start going to a lot more events. But by the time I'm done, it should only be like 10 o'clock-ish for Alex. So we should still be able to do some stuff. But I don't know. I'm just saying this is a warning. Thank you guys for listening. I'm going to stop yabbering. This has been Union Hack. And Alex Devil Kidna. And we are letting you guys go. Because we love you. And you need to be set free. <laughs>